This Being Boss episode is brought to you by 2020, where creative entrepreneurs get authentic real-world stock photos. If you're looking to make a new habit of delivering an honest message to your audience, the photos you use will matter. 2020 has crowdsourced millions of photos from a community of over 350,000 photographers, all available under a simple, royalty-free license. Today, they're offering listeners of Being Boss a five-photo free trial. To start yours right now, go to 2020.com slash beingboss. That's the word 20, then 20.com slash beingboss to get five free photos. Okay, Emily and Kathleen, we talk a lot about putting on your CEO hat as a boss, but sometimes you have to put on your scientist hat. We have an exercise in the Being Boss book called The Scientific Method for Creatives. And if you have the book already, that's on page 66 and 67. So what is this exercise all about? How do you apply the scientific method to your business? First of all, I just have to say, as a student of geography and a branch of science, there really is a hat that scientists wear. (laughs) Whenever you said that, it took me back to undergrad and us joking about all these not goofy, but kind of goofy hats that all of our professors wore. So I probably wouldn't be caught dead in one of those hats, but David totally would. <laughs> that, wait, what is the, what is the hat like? What does it look like? It's like a little like a little safari hat, almost. And it's cute. That's right? amazing. Yeah, they they are kind of cute, but it is it is a hat, and it's a thing where even now David and all, David and I will be walking around town. We'll go look. There's a geographer hat. It's totally a thing. <laughs> okay, so. Emily, you and I both have kind of like sciencey backgrounds and artsy backgrounds. So you double majored or minored in art history and geography. Mm-hmm. And Major geography, minor art history. Gotcha. So I majored in art and I thought I was going to go into science. Like I thought that I wanted to be a biologist and doctor. Like that was kind of my thing. And I was actually, I know this is going to sound shocking. Fascinating. I was really good (laughs) at it. I was really good at biology, but I went the art route. And what I found though, like in high school, I was always in the AP science classes and I loved all that stuff. And what I found is that there was a big link between the scientific method and the creative process. As I, and I went down more of the, the creative process road, you went down more of the scientific method road. And I love that we were able to bring it all together in this exercise. But I have to admit, this is the exercise that I do the least. Of all of our tools that we employ, this is the one that I want to get better at. So Emily, can you explain how to do the scientific method for creatives and why why we do this? Absolutely. So if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, you've probably at some point heard me or Kathleen say test and change. And it's the sort of name we've given to this process of just showing up trying something out, seeing if it works. If it works, high five. If it doesn't work, you go back to the drawing board and you start again. Because one of the things that you need to learn about entrepreneurship is no one actually has this shit figured out. No one. We're all here just testing and changing along the way and high-fiving ourselves whenever the tests equate to success. So 
Test and change is really just the scientific method or can be employed in the scientific method if you give it a couple more steps and a little more a little more intention behind it. Um, for anyone who does or maybe doesn't have a scientific background, here is really what those steps are. First, you make an observation and then you're going to ask a question. You're going to form a hypothesis, a, an assumed answer to this question. In science, you conduct an experiment with the purpose of proving your hypothesis wrong, which I think is fascinating. And whenever you're done, you analyze the data and draw a conclusion from what it is that you just did. So in business, this may look like something, or this may look like um, testing and changing how it is that you gain clients. So you're going to make an observation. You know, how are you currently gaining clients? Or is there an untapped pool of clients somewhere that you see and you want to like dig in? And you're going to ask a question, you know, can I change the way I'm marketing myself to attract more or a different kind of client? And you're going to form a hypothesis and your hypothesis may be, sure, you know, if I do this thing, this other thing will happen. And then you do it. You do it and you see what happens. And once you see what happens, you decide if it's something you want to continue or you go back to the drawing board and start again. So I think that what this really does is it helps you reframe success and failure in a whole new way. You're not taking it all so personal and it's all an experiment. It's all seeing what's working and what's not. Now, I do take issue with the scientific method as far as trying to prove yourself wrong. Whenever <laughs> That's it comes bad to, for business. That's bad for business. <laughs> so I would not try and prove yourself wrong with creative entrepreneurship. It like makes my little metaphysical heart hurt because <laughs> I believe so much in the law of attraction and putting out what it is that you want to create that if you're trying to prove yourself wrong, well, then you're probably going to prove yourself wrong with something that has so many variables such as creative entrepreneurship. There are just too many variables to conduct a truly scientific experiment. But at the heart That's of That's why it's a scientific experiment for creatives, not the scientific <laughs> experiment for scientists yeah. and cancer researchers and all of those legit life or death things. Um, One thing I read recently, we're both reading the book Geography of Genius, which I'm hoping to get the author of on the podcast or to really dig into that whole book on the podcast at some point. But one of the things I read in it just, you know, over the past couple of days that I highlighted was to never come to a conclusion as or never try to analyze the results as you are making the observation. So I'd love to talk about that a little bit, like just making the observation, seeing it for what it is without your judgment being clouded by either emotion or by reason and really just seeing it for what it was. It made me think of really kind of using analytics um, to really see, to capture one part of the story. So look at the analytics, observe them, gather the data, and then make an analysis. Right. And for me, that's that's where like the scientific method comes in, where it's a process. You're not asking the question and conducting the experiment at the same time. You are doing one step after another along the way until you get to the end and you start over. And I think I think all too often, you know, especially super giddy entrepreneurs who want to do the thing yesterday, they're all about doing it all at once. And that's it just gets super jumbled. I mean, it's all about 
the process, whether it's your creative process, whether it's a scientific process, it's taking one step after the other so that whenever you do get to the part of analyzing the data, all the data has been collected. Um, because that's where you can make the best decisions. And it's the best decisions based on both gut, which we absolutely warrant as a very like applicable um, instinct in terms of making decisions. But it's about the gut and the data too. Because if you're just going through life, trusting your instincts, you may be missing some opportunities. And likewise, if you're doing the same with just data. I also find a lot of creatives asking us how to find focus. And I think that part of what's happening with creative entrepreneurship is that there's not enough, like if the sky's the limit and you have no boundaries, it's going to be hard to be creative. And so I think the scientific experiment really frames up some good parameters and rules around what it is that you're wanting to create that gives you focus. So it gives you a starting point. It gives you some variables of like measurement. So, and it, and it allows, so, okay, here's what I'm trying to say. Whenever I think <laughs> about it. going about this, I think about conducting an experiment. I have to really understand what my hypothesis is. And with that, I'm going to find some focus around what I'm doing. I'm going to find some points to measure whether or not it's working. And I don't know, I think that alone is going to allow me to just do one thing and to strip away some of the variables, to create boundaries and rules around it and see how it actually works or not. Right. Another thing that I really love about this is it encourages you to play and try things. And I think, you know, play and try things that you didn't see or listen to in that podcast or get in that blueprint that you bought for getting you your six-figure business or whatever it is. It's about thinking about what it is that you want to accomplish in your business and how you want to go about doing it so you can create your own path for yourself. So this is something that, you know, I've employed myself and my business all along the way. And it's a one that you're right is so very close to the creative process and how it is, um, or design thinking even like direct parallel between the two. Um, it is a part of how it is that we create and we discover things. And so for that reason, it is something that we included in the being boss book. It's obviously something we're talking about here. Um, and it's something that we do employ in our businesses consistently because again no one has this figured out and the more you can show up in your business and play and enjoy yourself and try things out along the way you're going to be setting yourself apart from others and you're going to be finding a path that's yours and will be working if you do this often enough so can we talk about this for a second because this is one of the biggest problems that i notice um, when people are going through an experiment quote unquote, and say it's more like a launch or a challenge that they're doing that's outward facing so that people are interacting with it. I see a lot of people in the conducting the experiment part. So the launch is happening, the content is going out, and before they get to the analyze the data, they're freaking out and cut it short or decide not to do it without gathering, giving the chance to gather all the data. So how do you know when it's time to pull the plug before you get to the analyzing part? Or do you just push through so that you gather all your information? I think that there is 
no answer to this question. <laughs> no single answer to this question. Well, I will sure. say if I'm going to pull the plug on something, which I've kind of been doing a lot lately as I've been figuring out my bandwidth. And sometimes it happens during the form a hypothesis phase of really conducting that mm. experiment. And my hypothesis is blank. Like, let's say it's going to be a total success. And I guess that it's going to be a success. And I think okay, do I really want to conduct the experiment and see it through? I I will say like once I'm at the conduct the experiment phase of it, I am seeing it through. Like once I'm engaged in a challenge or a launch or whatever it is, I will see it to the bitter end, even if it is a total flop. Because the whole point is to get as much information as possible. And you're not going to get a whole picture if you cut it short. So I would just say it's an issue of commitment. Commit to doing what you say you're going to do, especially if you're in the middle of it, or pull the plug before you get started and let it go. Don't be hanging on to you know, the what ifs, like what if I did a challenge? Like what would it be like? I should really do a challenge. Either do it or don't. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Or shelve it. I mean, there's there's something to saying like I can try this later. I can try this experiment in a year whenever I have time. Right? I still like the fact that there, or I like the idea there is no answer to this question. (laughs) There's no answer. (laughs) You do what feels good for you. It's creative. Right. But but I think the thing here, though, is whatever data you have gathered, analyze it and figure out why you didn't get the results that you wanted, no matter what part you pull the plug. In our book on page 67, we actually have a chart where you can conduct your own creative experiments. But I wanted to mention that whenever you buy the book, we include a URL in it where you can download these worksheets, print them off, and do them over and over again if you're scared to write in the actual book. Or if you buy the audiobook or on the Kindle, you can print off these worksheets and they are so handy and helpful. We hope that you'll use them forever. And you can find the book if you don't have it already at beanboss.club slash book. This minisode was brought to you by 2020. Check them out at 2020.com slash beanboss. That's T-W-E-N-T-Y 20 as in the number dot com slash beanboss. Did you like this minisode? Be sure to check us out on our website at beanboss.club. There you can find more from Being Boss, including our full episodes, mini-sodes, and blog posts. And while you're there, be sure to sign up for our mailing list so that you can get access to behind-the-scenes and exclusive content from Kathleen and myself to help you be more boss in your work and life. Do the work. Be boss. Be boss.